Well, hello there, listeners. Welcome back in to the Direct Selling Accelerator podcast. My name is Sam Hind, and I'm super excited for this episode because I'm about to talk to you about one of the best, most powerful, and in so many ways, most enjoyable tool I've ever had as a salesperson, as a marketer, as an entrepreneur. And I want to talk to you about how to utilize this tool, why I believe absolutely anybody in any role, whether you're self-employed, whether you're a corporate, whether you're employed in marketing, in sales, um, even in a business development role, a management role, it doesn't matter. This tool, I really truly believe, is something that everybody should be utilizing. And every personal development, business development course I do talks about elements of this tool, And I realized that in my very early days, I cottoned onto something really, really powerful, possibly without even realizing I was doing it. Let me just come back for a little moment to something that I think gets so missed. My marketing career started when I was just 18 years old, but it didn't start in a marketing role. I actually started as a door-to-door salesperson, probably one of the very best things I could have been thrown into. And I literally was given a baptism of fire when I jumped into that very first door-to-door cold calling sales role. But the thing was, after I moved through several sales roles, I then moved into a marketing career and I realized something as the years went by. And I still can't believe to this day that we are two decades in. Uh, It certainly makes me feel, well, you know, logically it makes me uh, seem older than I think I feel. Does that make sense? (laughs) I sound older than I feel. I don't feel like this was 20 years ago is my point. I digress. But I want to come back to the fact that what I learned over that period was that sales and marketing, I really believe, gets completely segmented when, to me, they go hand in hand. What I mean by this is I started in a sales role and I didn't truly become the best salesperson I could become until I had an understanding of marketing. Likewise, when I moved into my marketing career, I believe I became one of the best at what I did because I had an understanding and love of sales. It's really strange though. I see so many people that are in one of these two positions. They're either a salesperson or a marketer and without an understanding for the other, I really believe that they're missing out on a huge part of the opportunity for growth. Now, where I go with this is the tool I'm going to talk to you about today is called a hot 100 list. And Whether you're a marketer, a salesperson, or something completely different, I really truly believe that this list helps enhance you in your role, you as an individual, your enjoyment of your role, and more to the point, your network. And one of the things I heard Tony Robbins say uh, in in a course that we did earlier in 2022, which I am really truly believe in, is that proximity is power. When you surround yourself by people that take you to a whole nother level, you've got nowhere to go but up. And this Hot 100 list is not about your hit list. It's not about who you're going to sell to, who you're going to market to, who you're going to attack next, who you're going to cold call. Whilst there's an element of that, your Hot 100 list is about your overall career and personal growth. And I'm going to talk to you about that today. I'm going to explain what is a Hot 100 list, how do you create one, and then how do you use one when you've got it? 
But let me tell you this, from every position I've been in, from a business owner to a corporate who was working for an organization, this powerful tool has helped me be the best at what I did. And in every role I've had, it's given me clear direction on a daily basis. This was the difference between me being good at my role and being exceptional at my role. And it was like a little secret weapon. Here's the crazy thing about this. Absolutely anyone can create one of these in almost no time, but so few people actually do. And once you've got one, this is absolutely your secret weapon to success. And whenever you get stuck, whenever you don't know what to do next, whenever you feel like you're going backwards, the secret will always be in this list. So let's talk today about a Hot 100 list how you can build one, how you can use one, and why it is absolutely critically important that you get one for yourself right now. So let's dive on in and talk about a Hot 100 list. Hot 100 list. Why is this important? Well, a hot 100 list is about multiple things that are important for anyone in any role, like I said, but let's start with the networking element. A hot 100 list is a list of people, organizations, clubs. Uh, It could be people that you know, people you want to know that you don't know yet. It could be uh, industry bodies. There are loads of different things that can be included in your hot 100 list. But it's a list of things, people, organizations that you want to network with or have somehow in your sphere of influence. Now, let's be really clear here to start off with, a Hot 100 list isn't about who do you think you can get contact with, who do you think you can get in your sphere of influence. This is like your dream list. This is that if there were no restrictions and if I could connect with anyone in the world I wanted to, who would I dream of connecting with? So when I tell you about how we build one of these, I want you to really think big and outside the square here. But let's just come back to what it's for. First of all, networking. It's about connecting with, networking with, and staying in contact with people that are going to input into your world in some way, shape, or form. It's also about growth. This is one of the things I absolutely love about my Hot 100 list is it grows me in multiple ways. When I spend the time on this list, and it is a daily behavior, when I spend time on this list, I grow personally, I grow professionally, um, and I also grow in the area of learning because I am connecting with people who can teach me things, who can impact me, who can impart their knowledge on me, and I can gain from in some way, shape, or form. But also, can I just say, it's not all about take. It's also about serving. These are people and organizations and industry bodies or groups that I can also have input in. It's two-way. Remember, when you serve, you naturally receive. So yes, it's about growth. It's about learning. It's also about support. Do you know, when I moved into business for the very first time, when I moved away from my corporate life and I knew it was time for me to start a business, I didn't anticipate how lonely a place it could be. 
And if you're in business right now, whether you have got your own direct selling business or it looks like something a little bit different, you would know what I'm talking about when I say that more often than not, particularly if you aspire to be a leader, you are the person who is at the forefront. You're the person who is creating, who is evolving, who is moving, and you either have people that are following you, that are watching you and taking your lead, or people that are not yet bought into what it is that you visualize, your vision and where you're headed. The thing about being in business is that in most cases, you are starting fairly well alone. And if you've got a dream to be a leader, if you are really determined, often you end up, you know, in some cases you might start with a supportive team, but eventually, you know, you push to the forefront and you become the person leading others. And that can be very lonely. One of the things that I'm so grateful for when I started business was I came across some organizations that taught me to network in as a business owner and allowed me to have that support that I didn't realize I was going to so desperately need. You know, I, I, by default, put some things into place as a new business owner as well to make sure that I wouldn't be completely on my own. Aside from being part of networking groups and having this Hot 100 list, which I didn't realize at the time how important this tool was going to be for me, but I also did things like get myself out of my home and worked, at, you know, in the very early days, I, I worked in a, an office space that was, I was literally just sharing with other people so that I had, you know, humans around me, even though they weren't in the business with me. Because one of the things I found was that when you had a rough day or you struggled or you weren't feeling very productive, sometimes, you know, relying on yourself in those moments isn't such a great strategy. And you actually need some people to bounce off or people to get you back on the right track or keep you accountable to what you're doing. Having this hot 100 list helps place people in your world that you can be kept accountable to. And some of those incredible people will be part of your hot 100 list. We'll talk about that in a little moment as we build this list out. But the other thing about your hot 100 list is productivity. When you have a list that you strategically work your way through, you know what it's like when you get to those moments and you're like, oh, I just, I really, you know, I'm I'm just going to look at some Facebook reels for a little while. I've just got five minutes, 10 minutes spare. I'm a bit tired. You know, I don't really feel like doing the work right now. You know, there have been those moments in my, in my world where, you know, I, I'm a pretty hard worker, but I still get super tired sometimes or just, you know, you feel a little bit like, I don't know which way to turn right now. What should I do next? What, you know, you get overwhelmed. All right. You get overwhelmed. You get stressed. You get frustrated. And having something that you can do, and and the Hot 100 list has been that for me for years, in a couple of seconds that's actually going to progress you forward and sometimes unlock you is really, really powerful. So what we do with our Hot 100 list essentially is we create a list of 100 different people, organizations, industries, groups, etc., that you want to be consistently and repeatedly reaching out to. Now, I'm going to be really clear about this. The Hot 100 list is not people you necessarily want to sell to. There will be some of those people on the list for sure. But this list is made up of people that you can do a little reach out to. And I'm going to talk to you about how to get through this list every single month. People that you can reach out to who are going to grow you, impart on you, keep you accountable, grow your business. Because yes, there'll be some people that you can sell to. 
and and many, many more things. I'm going to give you some ideas in a moment on how to build that whole 100 list and what it looks like. And I will also include for you in this podcast, a little template that our team have created, uh, just an A4 sheet you could keep in the front of your diary or somewhere handy where you can literally write this hot 100 list out. It's really good to have this handy because when you get five, 10 minutes available, instead of being unproductive and going and doing something that, let's face, it's going to waste your time, having your list handy and the ability to do some super quick reach outs when you get that time can be one of the most powerful activities you can do in your business. You know, in those moments where you feel a little bit stuck and you don't know what to do next, there is going to be someone on that list that has the answer to unlock you in that moment. Sometimes it's just an encouraging word. Sometimes it's a clever piece of knowledge or sometimes it's the sale that you really desperately needed. That's why this list has to have a combination of various different people, organizations and things on there. But this list is like your powerhouse list. Now, I talk about sales and marketing because for me as a salesperson, this was so powerful to have. It's also powerful in marketing to have this hot 100 list because some of the things on that list might be things that help you from a research standpoint. It might be organizations, uh, et cetera, that you want to watch, pay attention to. It may be potential customers that you want to look at and research and learn more about in order to be better at your role. Any great marketer knows that in order to market well, you need to put yourself in the shoes of your ideal perfect customer every so often. Because if you don't do that, you don't know how to place yourself in their path. So having a great hot 100 list can include the people or the the types of people that you want to research, that you want to get to know a little bit better. If you're a business owner, you are both a salesperson and a marketer and a manager and an administrator. Let's face it, when you go into business, any sort of business, whether you're a direct seller or anything else, you are going to be all of these roles and much more to start off with. You're going to be a HR manager as you grow your team. So many different roles you are going to have to step into. This hot 100 list can include people that are going to help you in all of those roles and positions. You're a very good accountant or someone who, you know, has accounting knowledge who you, uh, who inspires you or that you just connect really well with and can talk to. It might be a friend who's got some accounting information or, or knowledge in that space could be someone on that hot 100 list. If you know that having some help around your numbers is an important part of growing your business. So hopefully you're getting a bit of an idea now about what this list can look like. I want you to think about all the areas that you need to grow in, be better in, uh, all of the areas that you can gain knowledge or inspiration or accountability in and incorporate people on that list that are going to help you in all of those spaces. So what do you do with a hot 100 list once you've got it? And we are going to, I'm going to give you some ways to fill this list in very shortly. But once you've got this list, what do you do with it? Well, that is a great question. And here is the key to using a hot 100 list successfully. For me, this is about a daily habitual behavior. And a hot 100 list used well is one that you get through every one to one and a half months. Now, that may sound like a lot, but think about it this way. If you connected with just three to four people on that list every day, you would get through that list in 30 days. 
That means that every month you circle back to the beginning of the list again. Now, it doesn't mean that you reach and have a conversation with everyone on that list. It means that you make some kind of a connection with anybody on that list in that time frame. So for me, a connection with someone on that Hot 100 list may absolutely be a phone conversation with them. But I'm not going to do that necessarily every month because not everyone on that list is somebody who I'm that connected or close with. It may be somebody that I aspire to having a connection with. So I'll tell you a little secret. I've got people on my list that are famous authors, who are movie stars, all sorts of things, people that I really am inspired by. People like Matthew McConaughey, Ashton Kutcher, I've got tons of them on my list. People that I would love to connect with, but I don't have a connection with currently. By the way, if you know Matthew McConaughey, you can let him know that I am trying to get in touch with him. But in all seriousness, that reach out may be as simple as, hey, I'm going to do a little bit of research today, see if I can find another way to reach out to him. My last method was using Twitter because I worked out that was his social media platform of choice. So I've been connecting with him on Twitter. It doesn't mean that I necessarily get a response from him, but I still do the reach out. And after so many different times or attempts, you know what? The chances are I'm eventually going to get hold of him. He may say yes or no to a podcast interview or a chat, but it's not up to me to dictate how that relationship goes. However, I want to make sure that I'm consistently doing reach outs. It may be that I'm sending an email just to touch base with people. So what does a day of connecting look like for me of my Hot 100 list? Well, five minutes. That's what it looks like. Sometimes it's a bit longer because if I am having a, a Zoom chat with somebody or a phone conversation, and I would do those probably once a week, on average, but each day I would do a little touch base with three to four people. It might be that I send a little messenger message. It may be that I'm LinkedIn connected to one or two of them and I flick them a little message to just check in, see how they're doing, see if they're open for a chat this month. Uh, Maybe there's something that I can do for them and I can recognize or I can ask about that. It may be that I uh, go to their Facebook profile if I happen to be friends with them and comment on a couple of their posts just to, you know, show them that I'm there. So the, the Hot 100 list reach outs don't have to take very long. And for the most part, it would probably be an average of five, maybe 10 minutes a day max. So, Let's have a little bit of a look as well at some of the other ways that you might be able to use this Hot 100 list. Now, for me, I like to treat mine a little haphazardly, but I treat everything I do fairly haphazardly, and here's why. Because I feel that when someone's on your heart or you have you know, inspiration in a certain space, I feel like I'm in a better place to have those conversations on that day. However, I have got the A to Z technique as well that I'm going to tell you, which I know a lot of people love. I have talked about this before many times uh, when it comes to doing your customer reach out. It's a very, very powerful tool. And you can use this for your Hot 100 list as well. The A to Z is simply this. On day one, you start with the A's and you do reach outs to anyone whose name starts with the letter A. On day two, you do B's. On day three, you do C's. Now, you may not do every day, by the way, and it's really okay. You might say, you know what, every third day, I'm going to spend some time on my Hot 100 list. And so I'm going to get through everyone once every three months. That's really okay. For me, it's about consistency. If you're consistently doing reach outs, it's like a funnel process. Not everybody is going to respond. Not everything will end up being a success in, in, to me, they all will in some way, shape or form. We'll talk about that in a moment, but 
the one thing here is that you're consistently doing it because what will happen is you, as you're placing these connection pods into your little pipeline there, eventually things are going to start falling out the bottom end. And that's what you want to happen. You want some of those relationships to start to form and develop. Now, one very important point I need to make here, and uh, this is important for any networking you ever, ever do, is you've got to let go of all expectations. So anyone you put on that Hot 100 list, if you've got an expectation of what you expect that relationship to do, you will highly likely miss out on the magic of what that relationship ends up being. Now, this was a lesson I learned the hard way and hindsight's a wonderful thing. But as I look back on some of those Hot 100 lists and those connections that I developed over the years, and I can tell you I've got some amazing connections I've built with people through networking over the years, people who I thought were going to be one thing and ended up being something completely different, meaning I went in there wanting to sell to them in my corporate role. I went in there wanting to sign them up to buy some marketing or some advertising space off of me. But what I discovered by default was, while some people won't buy from you, if you continue to invest in those relationships, they can turn into something else even more valuable. For example, they may end up introducing you to one of the biggest clients you could have ever got that you didn't even know existed. They may end up giving you a piece of knowledge that takes you from where you are to a whole new level. They may end up challenging you in a way that at the time you get frustrated, upset, angry, resentful about, but later on in life, you realize that through challenging you, they grew you in a way you couldn't have anticipated growing. You probably know what I mean when you think back on some of those relationships that you've had over the years that didn't pan out the way you expected, but you, if you really think about it, you got something even more valuable out of that relationship but maybe you haven't got the gratitude for it because your expectation was different to the reality of what happened. When it comes to doing networking and reach outs, the first thing is, and it's hard sometimes, but the first thing is get rid of those expectations, throw them out the window and do those reach outs, do those connections, build those relationships with a very open mind. Some of the people on this list, you may put people there that you would love to have as a future customer, for example, or someone to join your team. But if you keep an open mind when you do that reach out, you might find that that person ends up being an incredible mentor. Or maybe they introduce you to somebody who has a huge impact on your career or your personal life. So keep your mind a little bit open with the expectation of each person or organization that you put on this list. So you've got A to Z technique. You've got the, you could do three to four a day, which is the way I typically tend to do this. And just remember, it's a little bit about math. So break it down. How often do you want to get through the list? What for you is a realistic expectation. And then make sure that you don't have any uh, expectations around what will happen with each person on that list. So let's talk about building the list now, because this is the most important part of the process, is actually creating your Hot 100 list. Now, before you go to create it, and I'm going to give you some suggestions of who could go on that list, the first thing to remember is you've got to think big. You've got to think outside the square and don't limit yourself. This is like a dream list. It'll keep you on track, but it will grow you. And you want to have some people on there that are both 
easy to get hold of, might be people you've already got relationships with, but also people that are a challenge, people that you might be thinking right now, I'm not worthy or I'm not good enough or why would they talk to me? Guess what? That in itself is growth, right? So if you've got somebody that you feel challenged to reach out to, that's a really good indicator that maybe they should be on that list as well. So when you write this list out, you want to have a a few different types of people that you can include. Now, like I said, it doesn't necessarily need to all be people. It might also be uh, clubs, organizations. It could be industry bodies. It could be groups. So there may be a group that you want to connect with and be a part of that's going to be beneficial to your business or grow you personally. Um, And that, you know, again, it could be an industry body. So for us, we've got several industry bodies that we want to stay closely connected to because they help us to grow, learn, but also to get business in the industry that we're in as well. So what sort of people could you think of including on this list? Well, the obvious two to start off with uh, would be people that you would like as customers and people that you would like as team. So we're going to start with the set, the sales, right? So you're definitely going to include some people on there that you would absolutely love to sell to or have join you. Now, these might be people you already know. They might actually be your top customers that you want to stay in contact with. So if you've got some people who are your best referrers, your top customers, and they're people that are going to help you grow your business that you want to nurture, put them on your Hot 100 list. But you don't want to make the list all those people. You also want some that maybe you haven't got yet, but you've been kind of watching or you would you would absolutely love. They're kind of like your dream customer. It might be a, a friend of a friend or somebody that you've observed that you think that would be a really great person to have on my team. Now, I want to just pause here for a second and say, I mentioned to you not to have expectations and I meant that, meaning if you think to yourself, well, I'd love to have that person on my team, but I really don't think that I could get them to join, so I'm not going to put them on my list. That's the wrong reason to not put them on your list. That is you restricting yourself, making excuses and getting in your own way. Don't make the decision for them. Okay, you want to give them the opportunity or at least try. So even if it seems a little challenging, even if it seems maybe a little unlikely until you've ruled that person out 100%, you get them on that list. Now, once you've created your list, by the way, it isn't locked in stone. My list is a living list. So if I reach out to somebody and I connect with them, and I go, you know what? That's really not my type of person. You know, they're off, on, they're going off in a different direction now. And it's really not a direction that I'm in alignment with, or they give you a hard, I don't want to connect with you. Like they're just not interested in being in your, in your sphere of influence in any way, shape or form for whatever reason. If you connect with that person or do a reach out or find out a piece of information after you've added them to your list that tells you that they're no longer probably qualified to be on your list, you could take them off, replace them with someone else. My list, I wipe off and I rewrite every year because I want to make sure that this is a a fresh current list that I can work with. You know, what you don't want to have happen is that you rule 30 people out. Now you've only got 70 potentials you can reach out to. Always be replacing. And don't think, And again, if you um, decide that that person is, is definitely the right person for you before you put them on your list, then you're kind of dictating what's going to happen. So you want to have some people on there that you don't you don't know what direction they're going to go. It's okay to put people on that list that you may pull immediately back off again. That's kind of the fun of it. 
it in itself is always evolving and changing. So whilst I have a piece of paper that I carry with me, I also have mine on a whiteboard next to my desk. And I am every day putting new things up there, you know, thinking outside the square. If I have a conversation with someone or connect with an organization, I'm like, yeah, you know what, like culturally not the right fit, whatever that might be, rub it off, put someone else up there. Um, last year, my list actually made it to 121. So I actually ended up growing it. Um, so it doesn't have to just be a hundred, but the reason I say hot 100 is it's a nice round number. It gives you enough that you've got a really good variety of different people to reach out to, but it also means, you know what, at the end of the day, you can, you can add to it. I wouldn't suggest going too much less than a hundred, but definitely, uh, going over it isn't going to hurt anything either. So let's come back to some of the people you can include. Yes, people you want to sell to or have as customers, people you want to join your team. The next is actually probably one of my most my favorites, and that is people that inspire you. Now, like I said, Tony Robbins says that proximity is power, and this is you've heard it before that the the five people surrounding you are the sum of your whole, meaning that the people you spend the most amount of time with are going to influence who you are, what you aspire to, you know, how accountable you are in your world, how much you grow, you know, where you sit, and so having people on that list that inspire me, that I am, uh, you know, that I aspire to be more like, or that I want to grow to the level of. So this could be entrepreneurs that are at that next level or even further. It might be authors or actors or uh, philanthropists that are people that I really feel aligned with that I would love to get to know. You know, ask yourself the question, if you could have dinner with anybody in the world living right now, probably best that they're living because that's going to ruin your list, but anybody in the world, who would I choose? If there were no restrictions, I dare you to throw some of them on your list because you never know what will happen when you do a reach out. You know, I was reading the book, Believe It by Jamie Kern Lima. Uh, she is one of those people on my list that really inspires me, but she said something that really um, resonated with me around this. She, her person that inspired her was Oprah Winfrey. And when she started in her business, Oprah was the person that to her kind of kept her going, gave her the, the inspiration and the drive to keep pushing, you know, against all odds. And as she became incredibly successful, and if you if you know the story of Jamie Kern Lima, she uh, was the founder of It Cosmetics, uh, which ended up selling. I, if I get this right, it was the cosmetic brand that sold for the most a cosmetic brand had ever ever sold for. And she was a woman who started with a really simple dream. She just wanted to solve a simple problem for people that she uh, she felt she could help. And she got so many no's. She got she went through the hard yard. Seriously, do yourself a favor, listen or read, listen to the book. You could listen to it, but read the book. It's an incredible story. But my point here is that Jamie at some point realized, do you know, the only reason I don't have a relationship with Oprah Winfrey right now is because I haven't tried. I haven't reached out. Now, there was a, it was very unlikely that if she did a reach out to Oprah, she was going to get a contact back. But she thought, I know I won't get a contact back if I don't reach out. So she sends an email. She actually includes the exact email in the book so you can see what she wrote. But she writes this email to Oprah, hits send, totally not thinking it's going to go anywhere. And guess what? 
she gets a response. And to this day, Oprah is one of her closest friends and mentors. Now, this was somebody who she admired for decades, loved, watched, and never thought in a million years that this person would have the time of day for her. But you know what? The only person that is deciding whether or not those people are going to be in your world or not is you. Because if you don't do a reach out, if you never, ever try, you're never, ever going to get any response. So put them on your list. And whilst they may never respond to you, at least you gave it a go and you know you tried. So put some of those on your list for sure. And I would say, you know, go five maybe people that are like, this would be huge if I got in touch with these people, but go for it. Think big, think outside the square. Don't limit yourself. So people that inspire you also think of people that inspire you even, you know, in closer proximity as well. So it might just simply be people that are, you know, for example, a speaker that was at your latest conference, someone that you really resonated with and you think, wow, I'd really love to just have a conversation with that person and get to know them a little bit better. It might be, you know, an author of a book that you really enjoyed reading. It could be somebody even closer than that. It could be somebody who is a leader in your business or organization or the company owner for the company that you work with, somebody that inspires you, somebody that would grow you, somebody that if you had a conversation with, no doubt you will gain some knowledge or some words of wisdom that you can kind of tuck back into, you know, in that little bookshelf in your mind and, and pull out later on down the track. People that might even re-steer your direction because you have a really simple conversation with them and you have a little aha moment. You just never know. So put a few people on your list that inspire you in that way. The other thing is people that you want to learn from. Now, I'm going to just challenge you here and say, don't make it all the easy stuff either. It could be people that do challenge you. It may be adding people on your list that you think, I don't necessarily love the person but I absolutely know that I could learn from the person. Ooh, that's a tricky one, isn't it? Let me give you an example here. There is an individual who uh, was probably one of the very first people I ever went and did a uh, a course with. Um, it was somebody who was an author, et cetera, and they trained consultants to be consultants. And when I first started my business, a few close friends said, hey, you should absolutely go and attend one of the courses by this individual, which I did. Now, here was a little old Sam. He had absolutely no experience in business whatsoever at this point, feeling a little out of her depth. And I went along to this course and this person was a tough love person. You know the ones I'm talking about. I will say this was a bit of an egotistical individual and definitely somebody who did not uh, see males and females as equals. Let's just put it that way. And, uh, you know, like just the sort of person that personally rubs people very much up the wrong way. I don't think they have a lot of close friends, but definitely uh, a lot of associates. You know the type of person I'm talking about. Anyway, without giving too much more away, I went to this person's event and I walked away really angry and frustrated. And I got home and Greg said, how did it go? And I said, I'm just really cross. This person was so arrogant and rude, had such a big ego. And, you know, they were challenging me to do some things that were well beyond what I thought were my capability. 
For example, this person uh, singled me out in front of everybody and told me that I needed to go out and get myself five $100,000 clients as quickly as I could. And if I didn't do that and I couldn't do that, then I wasn't worth being in business. Now, already you're probably thinking, what an ass, right? Well, yeah, but here's the thing. That individual, by doing that took me to a place where instead of me thinking, you know, basics, you know, down low here and sort of $1,000 clients, he took me to a a mental place of thinking, huh, I never would have considered $100,000 clients, right? Um, I definitely don't think I'm capable of that. But what happened was whilst I didn't meet him at $100,000 clients, he took me from thinking about $1,000 clients to maybe I could get some $10,000 clients. So what he actually did was he raised my level of personal expectation. He helped raise my level of personal self-worth and he helped me see things from a different perspective. He challenged me to grow. Now, I, um, I, I, I've, this particular person pops into my head a lot these days because, you know, when I'm referencing it to Greg, uh, I will, I'll reference this individual, um, as, you know, somebody who's pushing people further than what they think they can go and doing it because he's not there to be your friend, but he's there to help you. And in some ways, you know, and I have in recent years reached back out to this person because you know what, I I wanted to learn from them again. And I still, I was like, surely now that I understand this person a little bit better, I'll have a better tolerance for them. You know what? No, they're still arrogant. They're still egotistical. I definitely don't like him as a person, but I will tell you, he still challenges me to this day in a space that I need to be challenged. So, you know, sometimes adding people on your list that challenge you are also really valuable and really important. So people that value, uh, people that you value, people that inspire you, people that you want to learn from. I also want to flip it around and say people that you want to nurture. Add some people on the list that you would like to nurture, that you can serve and give back to. It's not all about taking, it's also about giving. Put some new friends on there, people that you would like to personally connect with and relate with. We all need friendships. We all need personal connection. So add some of those people on there as well. Don't restrict it to business. Be very careful not to do that. Um, so friends are a really good one. It might be people that you want to have as friends too. So, uh, you know, new people that you've just met, people that you've connected with that you're like, Hey, I really clicked with that person. Maybe I could build a bit more of a relationship with them and get to know them better. You know, nurture them, take care of them, you know, go out for coffee with them once every now and again, put them on your list, make sure it becomes a part of your, your habitual networking. Don't just network with business people because you will be missing out personally also. By the way, there is a crossover. So absolutely some of the people that you network with professionally will become amazing friends and people that are amazing friends will, will, will have some crossover into your professional life as well. Um, like I said, when I first started in my sales career, I learned really quickly that even if someone says no, or I think, you know, this person is going to be really, really, really hard to sell to focus first on the relationship. Just forget about selling to them for now. Just focus on building the relationship. If I go back, you know, if I look at some of the people who I've got unbelievable relationships with now, they're people that I I met and, you know, nurtured those relationships over 15, some some of them 20 years ago when I first started my career. And they're, they're now really powerful people in my circle of influence. 
But the thing is that it took me time to build those relationships and I had to consistently invest in them as well. Now, while that might sound like it's a little bit contrived, it's not fake. And I want to be really careful about this. I'm not suggesting that you make fake friends or build fake relationships. I'm saying make time to build genuine friendships and genuine relationships that are going to impact and grow you personally and professionally. And the reason I say that is because if you don't make time for it, you're going to get too busy doing things like checking your email, dealing with the squeaky wheels in your business, you know, focusing just on the sell. If you're not taking time to focus on relationships, you're going to take time to focus on selling. And let me tell you, that's counterintuitive. If you focus on the relationships, sales often take care of themselves. So I've found it to be a much more beneficial business practice to take time for the relationships. And I spend a lot less time on the sell than I do on the relationship building. If I need more sales, I'll book more coffees. It's that simple. If I need more clients, I book more catch-up Zoom calls to talk about their world, what's going on for them. If I need to meet more people so that I expand my potential new, my potential opportunities for customers, if I run out of people to sell to, I'll book another podcast interview or or coffee chat or, uh, you know, workshop or whatever that might be. And I think about how can I give back? How can I serve first to gain what I want to gain? It's not about, I'm just going to go and reach out to people for the sake of selling. There have been very few instances in my career where I've done that. And every time I have, it has failed miserably. And I've burned relationships because I've gone in with what I want rather than connecting with people genuinely and focusing on what I can do for them first and foremost. The next thing here is relationships that you want to invest in. So this could be team, this could be uh, others in the company that you're in, and it can be friendships. So think about what relationships would I like to invest in? You know, who have I connected with that I would love to see more of, get to know more about? The next one is people that you want to meet. So this is not so much those I talked about, you know, the the ones that really challenge you that might be a little bit higher up the food chain, if you will. I'm talking about the people already sort of in your circle of influence right now that you haven't yet met properly. So it might be a friend of a friend. It might be a friend of a family member or someone that you might have already sort of met, but you haven't really spent any time with yet and you'd like to get to know a little bit better. So people that you'd like to meet or connect with that are already in your sphere. This could be an organizational industry body. It could be a club or a group. So it might be a group that a friend of yours belongs to that you don't yet know. So that's kind of like someone or an organization that you want to meet that you're not yet connected with, but you absolutely would love to be. Remember, If you connect with them and you decide that they don't belong on your list, you can remove them later. The last one is, and definitely one of my favorites, is potential mentors. Now, I say potential because you're not going to know until you connect with these people properly whether they're the right fit for you. But a mentor is not a coach. A mentor is someone you connect with to grow you. A mentor is somebody that you stay in regular contact with because, number one, they inspire you. They take you to a new level. They, you learn things from them. 
These are people who may already be at the level you want to be at or even further. And uh, so there are several people that I have in my world at different times that I consider to be mentors. Some know, others don't. What do I mean by that? Well, you can ask somebody to be your mentor. And I really recommend that you do that once you get to know some people and you think this person is just, I really admire this person. They're, they're, someone that could keep me accountable. That's where I want to be or or further along, or they're an expert in a space that you really want to, you know, learn more about whatever that looks like. You can ask that person would, you know what? I, I really admire you and I would absolutely love to stay in close contact and I would really appreciate it if we could have, you know, a conversation once every month, just a, a phone chat, just, um, you know, to, to get some accountability, some advice, to have these conversations together that I feel, you know, would be really helpful for me. And if there's anything I can do for you, I would absolutely love to do that as well. But hey, would you be my mentor? A mentor is typically not somebody who's paid. A mentor is somebody who is simply simply an experienced friend, if you like. It's probably the best way to describe a mentor. The the difference between a mentor and a coach is that a coach is more of an official position. A coach is someone that you pay, who absolutely you pay to keep you accountable, who specializes in a particular area usually. And a coach is a very formal arrangement, whereas a mentor is more of a, an experienced friendship, somebody who inspires you, that you want to stay in close contact with, that you want in your circle of influence, um, and you do want to have somewhat regular contact with. For me, I like to have maybe three to five mentors in my world at any given time, but I only ever have one coach. You can't really successfully have multiple coaches because you'll end up with conflict going on there. So for me, it's one coach, multiple mentors. And these are just people you can bounce ideas off, people you can just have a chat with, people you can shoot the breeze with about the industry that you're in or the business that you're in. A mentor, a really great mentor is someone who's usually been through what you're currently going through. So they've they've got to a new level or a different area in their life, but they've had experience where you're at. And a mentor is someone that can help walk you through those steps that they've taken as well and help guide and steer you and really be that, um, I guess, that person to bounce things off. Absolutely can keep you accountable, um, but a mentor isn't always someone there to keep you accountable. Sometimes they're just somebody who can guide and steer you with advice and knowledge as well. So, Now that you've got some ideas on who can go on that hot 100 list, I'm just going to challenge you with one last thing here. A lot of people, when they start their hot 100 list, get stuck at maybe 30, 20, 30, 40 people, and they go, I can't think of any more. Can I just encourage you with something? Usually the magic happens past the wall. And certainly the first time I wrote out my hot 100 list, it ended up being a hot 50 list. And I let myself get stuck. Don't let yourself get stuck. You already know so many people. Challenge yourself every day to think of two or three new people you can add to that list. And by the time you get through the month, you're going to have a full hot 100 list without question. But just think to yourself, even if you don't know whether this is going to be the right person for you or not, whether this person's going to be a good person to connect with, throw them on the list. It gives you somewhere to start. And I guarantee you, by the time you get comfortable with this process and you've done it repeatedly, it's going to become so easy and second nature to you. Like I said, this is one of the most valuable tools I've ever used in my business. And whenever I've got five, 10 minutes spare and I'm sitting there going, okay, I've got a break between appointments or meetings. You know, the kids are happily entertained right now. 
and I've got a little bit of time up my sleeve, but it's not quite long enough for me to have a meeting with someone, I'm going to hit my Hot 100 list. I'm going to pick the phone up, send a text, flick an email. You can reach out to these people in so many different ways. You might even write a card to one of them or, or a hard written, a hard copy letter. Go outside the square here. These people have got no rules. These are people who are waiting for you to connect with them. And just remember, do not have any expectation around the magic that those relationships may bring you. I would absolutely love to hear your experience with a Hot 100 list. And I will tell you, this is one of the absolute uh, must tools that we apply in our Rise Up Inner Circle membership group. Every Monday, our Rise Up Inner Circle members come together and reach out to people on their Hot 100 list. And every single week without fail, we get testimonials from people, incredible stories of accomplishment from people that have come from this list, things that they didn't expect, opportunities that they couldn't have foreseen coming, and of course, growth in their business that they would not have achieved had they not been regularly reaching out to people on this list. So I really highly encourage you, no matter where you are in your business, no matter what your role is, you may not be a business owner, you may be working for an organization, challenge yourself to have a Hot 100 list of people that you can connect with that grow you, that impart on your life in some way, shape or form and start contacting people. Build your network. Your network is your net worth. And this is absolutely one of the most powerful things that you can be investing in every single day. Well, that's it from me today. I am going to pop a little download in our show notes for you, our Hot 100 list templates. You've got something you can print out and handwrite in, pop it in the front of your diary if you like. But thanks again for joining us today on the Direct Selling Accelerator podcast. We look forward to connecting with you on the podcast again next week. That's it from me. Take care of yourself. Bye for now. If you love this video and you would love more help to improve your direct selling business on social media, then click on the link to join our Facebook group. I look forward to seeing you in there.